Ah, so here we are in another now moment with a magical guest here today. And so before we get started, I want to activate us into this love and peaceful and joyful state that we are in this now moment. So when you're ready, getting settled in, allowing your body to be here in this beautiful, beautiful moment. Breathing in through your nose and out, inhaling, exhaling, inhaling, exhaling, to expand you, to ignite you, to allowing you to remember the soul essence that you are of love and light and peace, creating this space right here, right now to tap into this remembrance. Coming back into your body, allowing you to just be with the space, and when you're ready, gently opening your eyes. Ah, and here we are welcoming Graham to this beautiful space. Thank you for being here and sharing your love and light. I'm so excited to be here. That's, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for the conversation. Yeah, for sure. So let's just dive into your spiritual journey, how... Where did it begin? What things have you learned along the way? And what has created the space that you are in now? Absolutely. Um, so my, I, I have to say my spiritual journey began as a child. I was raised very Catholic. Um, so going to church every Sunday was very much what I thought was really normal. And um, getting into like deep prayer. And, um, that was what I was first introduced to as what, what, what was spirituality. Uh, I went to an all boys Catholic high school. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, very much, you know, Christianity and Catholicism was how I defined spirituality growing up. Um, I, I then went to the university of Utah, which is, as I think a lot of people know, Utah is a very Mormon state. So I was exposed to a different, uh, you know, way to practice Christianity. And then I think even be before college, it's a joke in my high school amongst a lot of my friends is like, the longer you're in a Catholic school, the, the less you kind of buy into it, maybe. Um, and I think that was my experience. And not even to say I buy into or not, I think, you know, there's, there's room for it all. 
but I think, uh, yeah, my, my early, my early exposure to, I think maybe the difference of like your relationship with yourself and spirituality. And then when that may get convoluted with anything other than that, we'll just say that is where my spirituality journey began. And I think now, um, it's served me in a lot of different ways. I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that with the questions, but that's basically how it all began. And I will say now I, I don't, I don't practice Catholicism. I, I don't practice Christianity. I have a, I would say I'm very much like a lover of Jesus, but I'm not, I would say I, I, um, my spirituality is defined not really by any sort of institution, much more of just, you know, love basically. Yeah, I love that so much. And so what, where did the shift happen in terms of like, okay, you're experiencing this like Catholic, like the different things that they believe in and all these different things. And then how did that transmute into more of just this like religion of love, we'll call it right, where just everything exists and coexists and doesn't exist all at the same time. And like, where did that like, how did you shift from that into this space? Yeah. So I think after, after college, um, cause I was a swimmer in college. So like being done with swimming was like, man, I have so much time on my hands now. Like so many, you know, brain goes in so many different ways. And I think, uh, the first couple of years after, after college, I, I just had like an unmet itch that needed to be scratched, like in terms of just like learning, like understanding more about myself and going deeper within myself. Um, and so I think like different people right out of college, uh, who came into my life were influential and just kind of like planting seeds, you know, and then things like yoga, getting into yoga practice and like, you know, getting to a point where I'm like, this isn't really about like stretching and movement. Like there's something else here, you know, and just like different different kind of seeds that were planted, I think, yeah, just got me to a point where it's like, okay, this is, this all feels really kind of good. And like what I'm looking for. So like, let's just go deeper and, and, and deeper. Um, I will also say around that time, my, my now wife introduced me to meditation. She's like, I'm meditating now you should try it. And so I became a daily meditator. So that definitely, um, shifted things and yeah, that was, that was kind of the beginning. I love that. And so like with those, those seeds that were planted and like now they've evolved into this even newer space of like where you, where, what you see yourself as now, you know? So can we dive a little bit into that of like, what kind of transmuted from getting to meditate? Where did you see yourself after doing this and, and leading the way to now creating more magical experiences for others to be able to step into this space and create more magic in the world? Yeah. So, uh, that's a really good question. So two things come up. So, um, around this time of like seeds getting planted and everything, I was along with, you know, trying to get into like a nine to five type career. I was, I continued to um, be around swimming and I was actually coaching. And uh, I started coaching a, a girls high school team and a boys high school team based out of Minneapolis. And I think like understanding that, you know, I'd been around swimming so long 
And especially in high school swimming, like I, I think I understood that that was such an opportunity to do more than, you know, coach swimming. Um, and so I think that was where <clears throat> kind of a lot of lessons I was learning about myself and like um, things that I wanted to share with others. I was like, man, I have a bunch of 14 to 18 year old kids like this is perfect, you know. And so I saw firsthand the the shifts that can take place when you can inspire out of a place of love and motivate out of a place of love and, you know, do all these things where it's just like, yes, we were swimming. I was coaching swimming, but there's so much more going on here. Um, and so that was that was a pretty big um kind of shift. And also it gave me the opportunity to understand like that is something I really enjoy myself is like, I love teaching. I love to share what I've learned. Um, and I love to lead in that way as well. So I think that was the biggest, um, one of the biggest things early on that, that really helped, um, you know, that's, that's what transmuted, I guess, um, from a lot of the, the things I'd learned myself. I love that. And so then like with that, like getting to teach children and getting to inspire them and like in like planting these seeds within them, like where, where did it go from there? You know, cause I know you have like the sacred spaces and you're doing all these magical things with people and taking them on these, these journeys and these experiences. And so how did that kind of come up with it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. That's a great segue. So I think from my background in kind of swimming and coaching, I think originally I thought the vision I had of sacred spaces, and it still very well could be this in the future, was like um, having a kind of retreat training center specifically for swimmers and elite athletes. That's like all based in nature, like having a, an awesome house compound kind of thing where I'm growing all organic food and inviting swimmers and athletes to come train. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know how much better athletes would be if they were in an environment like this versus like a stale, stinky pool. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that was kind of the idea. But then the more I got into it, again, I, I think I understood that it doesn't, I think there's so many different opportunities to get creative. I don't think it needed to be swimming, but really what sacred spaces is and how it, it came to be today is understanding that sometimes the most necessary ingredient is holding the space and, and, and setting that space for whatever is, you know, magical that's supposed to occur. Like I surely am not the creator of this all. So I won't possibly be able to understand what's going to be created in the container. But I think the container itself is something that, um, yeah, I think just my life experiences has, has given me a lot of good tools to know how to set the container and hold that space. Um, and so, yeah, now that's showing up as, you know, different retreats and, um, workshops and, you know, amplifying different people and products and ideas and things like that. So that's, uh, that's in a nutshell, how sacred spaces, you know, evolved to what it is today. Wow. That's so amazing. And I feel like it's so important, especially in the world that we're in today, like holding space, just like getting to take people away from their their natural things that they're normally doing their phones and their day-to-day -day things and all the things that the mind kind of creates and like pushes us against the things that really our soul is calling. Like, I feel like it's such an important thing to do is just to hold space for someone and create that, whether it's a swimmer or 
just a human, right? Because I feel like the better humans that we can become, the better people and things and athletes that we can become based on just really learning more about ourselves as a whole, you know? Totally. Absolutely. And I think even like what, what came up when you said that is like it, I think for me, it makes sense that um, kind of the genesis of this all was really giving myself the opportunity to be curious and the space to do that, you know, and like you said, I, I don't think a lot of people, you know, I think there's plenty of people out there that don't necessarily give themselves the space. They're really distracted or they give away their, their power to others and their space to others. But yeah, I think, uh, there's definitely room. And I think with, with COVID and everything, like people have realized, like having time to myself is really, really, really important and like valuable. And I can discover all these great things. So yeah, I think it's, it's definitely not a unique idea that I'm, I'm, uh, coming to terms with. So it's exciting to see what, you know, how that's all shown up for others as well. Yeah. I just, I mean, it, it, again, it's just such a beautiful thing. And, and by you, by you having this idea of ha being a swim coach and then just seeing where it could go for just the swimmer, but now just for the human. And, and I see that it's even a bigger vision than maybe where it is right now. You know, it's, it's, it's more than just, getting to be with nature. Cause I find that like, like the more that I just like go out in nature and be present and be in this space, like the creative ideas, the things that I'm wanting to amplify within myself, like start to come through just based on that space. So mm -hmm. for you to just like already say like, okay, this is the sacred space. Like you're already creating the spaces of whatever needs to be created in the future moments just by holding that now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like I I'm actually in Wisconsin now. My family's from Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin is, you know, a not super populated state. So like there's plenty of, I grew up outside and, you know, I was just in Northern Wisconsin where my family's from. And yeah, there's something really unique and special about getting away from you know, everything but some trees and, and putting your feet in the grass or in the dirt. Cause that, I mean, it's, it's what we've evolved as, you know, and it makes sense that we feel the best, or I guess I'll just speak for myself. I feel the best in those kind of places. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely the gateway for, for lots of things, I think. Yeah, for sure. And when we kind of like come back to this like natural piece of ourselves where it's just like this basic need of just being right. Like being, I feel like creates so much. And like the more that we can remind ourselves and create these spaces to remind others, like we are just really implementing and creating this magical world where it's the norm, you know, like this is what I see as the norm of these spaces, these things that people can just uh, allow themselves to know that even if they have these to-do lists or they have these things, like just by being and breathing here is enough. You are facilitating and creating this beautiful, magical thing for yourself that now is emanating out into the world and so the by you just being in Wisconsin and doing that not only are you creating more of the sacred space within your own space but you are creating this magic for others to see it within yourself and to kind of come back and remind themselves of what it is that they can do as well and give them that permission slip of like 
yes, we can just like stop and, and be and it's okay. And we'll still create from that space, you know? Totally. Not only will we still create, we'll probably create more beautifully, I would, I would argue. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, I love that so much. And so where can everyone find you if they're wanting to participate in these retreats and create and, and all these things that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram is definitely uh, the means of communicating a lot of what Sacred Spaces is doing. Um, so Instagram at the underscore Sacred Spaces is is the page that was launched. Man, it was only a couple months ago. So yeah, as many as many people as want to see what's going on, definitely um, follow us and and kind of track what we're doing. Um, my personal Instagram is at early GC. So I post a lot of stuff just I think early GC is, as my account is, is you'll see a little bit more of kind of the space holding I do for myself and the sacred spaces page, obviously for the business. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the best way to, to reach out. You could DM and message, you can comment all the good stuff and I'm very active on there. So happy to, happy to engage and yeah, looking in the next year, there's definitely going to be more retreats that are hosted. We're going to host a pretty good, um, I'm really excited for a beach type event that's going to be hosted. It's going to be a, a day event kind of workshop uh, in around the holidays, November, December. And then, yeah, we'll see what's uh, what's coming for 2022. I'm excited. I think the more what, what, what came to mind when you were just when you were just speaking before this was like the more I think I discover new ways of, of holding space for myself, it's going to, you know, come out in my business. And I'm really excited to see that. So yeah, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm so excited because like what we um, do with the Shun Collective is we remind ourselves is that we are our business. So whatever we're doing for ourselves, it's naturally going to come out into the sharing and the things that we're wanting to create based on that. So yeah, the more that you, all you have to do is just dive into yourself and mm -hmm. the sacred spaces is being created based on what it is you're doing in this now moment. So I appreciate all that you're doing for yourself and how it's unfolding and helping the collective in this beautiful, magical way that to help others really understand this and, and getting to dive in and, and explore themselves even further. Mm, thank you, Sarah. I, I really appreciate you holding this sacred space for us. This is a great conversation. So I really appreciate it. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so grateful for you. And thank you for all you're doing. And yeah, so I will see you in another episode. Bye for now.